0: to contextualize here with AJ and Jim. We're back, although there's no flashing light outside
1: the <laughs> door here that says on
0: air. If, if anybody has just an old on air recording now or something oh, like that, sign, you could donate it yeah. and we'll add yeah. it here.
1: Because for a short bit longer, this is our studio here on the second floor of Christ Communities building.
0: That's right. I guess we'll upgrade to a new we studio will, slash office We space. will literally
1: upgrade up a stair floor at least. But, yes, we're back. Genesis one. We're back. We, we're going to have to decide who wins the race of completion. Is it going to be Christ Community going through the Gospel of Matthew or Christ Community beginning a podcast through Genesis?
0: Yeah, I don't... Man, I mean, it's going to take us a year to do this. <laughs> If you but do that one every less, week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We could do all of Joseph's narrative in one week, then. That'll save us. This is true. Like months. So, This is true. But if, if, Anyways, it is neat to know. think about Genesis being the beginnings. Yeah.
1: First things. So. Yeah. To think that Matthew is a gospel of the kingdom that's really, you know, obviously it's the first book of the New Testament. Yeah. But we get to do different narratives from different ages, generations, different times. And. They're going to be part of the same gospel, single story, and tapestry that God's revealed. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, well, and I'll, I'll say this, too, just thinking of church stuff. Um, we do have one community group getting ready to start the Genesis, uh, Paul Gorman's group. And so they'll be, well, I don't know who, who will be faster or slower or whatnot, but they're doing this. And then our kids' classes just started. They had their first lesson going from Genesis to Revelation. So they just covered basically what we're going to cover today. So and They did, yeah. Um, it's kind of fun. but Sweet. Anyways... We are gonna endeavor to get through the seven days of creation in chapter one, beginning of chapter two today. And um, yeah, we just gotta jump in. So, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? Yeah, and, and let me just go ahead and say, this is also a part of
1: a a, a book that has discourse in it. I mean, it's mostly in it. Yeah, yeah, we've but, got it so cool to talk through. there are differences yeah. between text types And there's difference between genres yeah so so define those two things a genre a genre can have different text types inside of it right so a text type would be like is it a discourse in other words is someone doing a speech Mm -hmm. right or Or a conversation conversation right uh a text type would be poetry Uh uh-huh it's a style of writing a text type would be narrative yeah um and they're all studied in different ways yeah yeah genesis is a part of the I would say it's a historical narrative in general, but they're yeah. going to have different text types. Right. And so you really have chapter one and, and well, it's not all of one, but because it, it, it's not poetry, but it's got a flow where I think... We it's can, very artistic.
0: We start to taste has the artistic nature. That's right. I'm yeah. looking
1: at it here going, it's not poetry. But It's like a mixed but, text type, but it's going to be very different than... Us coming to chapter
0: 12, for example, and talking about Abraham, you know, and right? It's right where you have more of a plot. narrative plot, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, maybe that's a helpful thing. What, um, what are just kind of some of those poetic markers that we see that again, this isn't poetry, but just kind of clue us into some of the
1: yeah, absolutely. So, maybe,
0: maybe I'm just looking
1: at my English Bible, and if someone's looking at their English Bible, you I see indentation, indentation verse 3, uh-huh. verse 6. Verse nine, verse eleven, verse fourteen, verse twenty, and every one of those starts with "and God said." Right, and then let there be let there be let let something. Yes, yeah. so you have the repetition there. Yeah, that's got it. Adds that poetic feel. yeah Um, and then you're going to get all the way to verse twenty-six, and instead of it saying "and God said," it's going to be "then God said." Yeah. Right. So you have there's a culminating
0: feel to uh-huh. the way that the
1: the lyrical
0: presentation yeah. of the chapter, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So that that's even more lyrical. Yeah, indicated. yeah. And then on the backside of those paragraphs or whatnot um, is is again the repetition. There's evening. There's morning. The first day. See the same thing again. So, right. The each day is presented a, along the same template. Um, and so, right. As Moses is writing the Book of Genesis, um, right. He's doing so uh, for our our learning for our instruction but he's writing it in a very, a beautiful, absolutely artistic, poetic way that, that shows the, the beauty of creation. I think that that, you know, even as we think about verses one and two or verse two, right? The earth was without form and void. Darkness was over the face of the deep. Like the, the beginning is is the nothingness in the, the chaos, if you will, of creation. But out of that, God makes order, makes beauty, makes yeah. everything right and how it should be. And that's, That theological truth is even reflected in the structural. I would agree with that. The lyrical. or literary quality. The lyrical
1: (laughs) tone, the lyrical word choice is met with order that is actually reflective of the point of the chapter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they match. Or the point of the story, which is going to be from nothingness and chaos to creation. Yeah. Um, Let me say some things that are immediately maybe either reactive or corrective. I don't know. But I have talked to many people who don't believe the Bible is to be taken literally or true. You know, yeah, right, and, sure. And that's always a fun question. Like, oh, are you one of those guys that takes the Bible to be literally? And I would be like, well, it depends like, what on what text type I in? in, right? <laughs> uh, uh, and, are,
0: and you could also ask, are you a millennial where you're using literally, yeah, non-literally? Or that's fixed? right,
1: that's right. So. Uh, what do words mean to you? Uh, that's what I, you're on trial, not me. Right. Anyway, um, so there's a lot of folks that have... Been troubled by Genesis one too yeah. because of their exposure to at least different theories in science, age of the earth or uh-huh. evolution, right? Uh-huh. And I think the one thing that is often sadly the big takeaway from chapter one of Genesis is well the main point of Genesis one is in the beginning God. Mm-hmm. That's the main point. Everything right. else is just it's just artistic yeah. wording. It's like the Enuma leash or whatever the you yeah. know it's just. Yeah. And we're we're not talking about something that's historical. Well, yeah. the challenge of Genesis one and the beauty of it at the same time mm-hmm. is it is reflecting the chaos and the nothingness that turned into that then by God's ordering design. Yeah. His created order came into being. Right. Um, but it doesn't have the same feel as the rest of the historical narratives do in yeah. this book. Yeah. But it is still a part of his a historical book. Yeah. Right. Right. And yet we know moses wrote it and moses yeah. wasn't there so there's so much that goes into us saying yeah. is god a god of revelation yeah did he reveal himself to moses yeah did he as peter writes inspire men by the holy spirit to write that which they were to write he didn't dictate it to them, but he inspired them yeah and so we have this inspired glorious way to start the scriptures yeah. um, but i think that it is easily in a grid that we hold as far as what the scriptures teach it's far and away more than just in the beginning, God. Uh-huh. There is there's specificity to this.
0: Yeah, because otherwise these other words would be M- pointless, or, yeah. right. Well, you know, God didn't need to include them, but He did, right? And it's good that He did. Um, and so, yeah, and, and I think you know, to step aside from this text, I mean, there's sometimes when we can be so uh, intent to make a point. That we kind of sell out on that point and, and leave our flank open on the other side, or don't emphasize that. Um, and so, like, if we're so intent to say that this is about God in the beginning being separate from creation, that we can kind of leave open the other side of this. Because I mean, one of the points, right? It, it's right to say that this chapter emphasizes God's. Uh, I mean, there's not even words like he, yes, before God the beginning. Is. He was there and. That sentence doesn't even make sense because well, there's no was. Well, let me, just is.
1: That's right. Let me link this to what I'm preaching Sunday from Romans 11, 33 and following. All things are from him and uh-huh. through him and to him yeah. and to him be the glory forever. Amen. I mean, he is. his ways are unsearchable. Yeah. It's unknowable. I mean, he's. Yeah. there's a godness to right. God that can't be met by words. And it is somehow, in in some way, reflected in the wording yeah. used here.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, theologically, uh, it's been said that like, there's a... A creator-creature distinction, <laughs> creator-creation distinction, and you know, if we if we mess up that distinction in any way, we're going to wind up in a world of hurt, right? And so we see that. But then on the creation side, there's beauty, there's there's order, um, there's you know, God made all these things, and everything was good. Yes, uh, and I, I think that I mean that's that's one got to be one of the major points that Moses is driving home because. After every day, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. It's good. I mean, that That's the point. God made all of this, and it's all good. And everything was right. Everything was good when God made it.
1: So maybe we should <laughs> go through it if we can summarize the day. Because I think that's yeah. important. Sure. So in the beginning, it's a void, right? Yeah. And there's chaos. I, I love that word. Yeah. Um, and you have verse 3. And God said, let there be light. There was light. Yeah. And it was good. God called the light day the darkness he called night so there's evening and morning the first day all right so you go from light the first day the second day is an expanse in the middle of the waters so now you have the expanse of land separated by waters uh-huh all right so that's day 2 there's evening there's morning the second day day 3 the waters waters were under yeah, the, heavens. the earthly ones yeah yeah thank you we're gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. So you have the first is the division between sky and land. Yeah. yeah. And now you have the division between dry land and water. And water. And water. Yeah. 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 That's the third the seas, day. But once yeah. again, God saw that it was good. Uh, let you, why don't you carry through the fourth? Yeah.
0: So day four, we've got vegetation, plants, right? All, all the uh, the fruit, the trees, right? Everything that's growing on the land. Uh, and then verse 14, uh, we've got. Uh, day five let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to so separate the day from the night let them be signs uh, and for seasons uh, to give light upon the earth right God made two great lights uh, the sun to rule in the day the moon to rule in the night uh, and so he's filling in the heavens right he's, he's putting things there And then verse 20 uh, says the fourth day sorry uh, verse 20 let the water swarm with swarms of living, living creatures so we've got animals there. Uh, verse 21, every winged bird. So we've got animals in the water, animals in the sky. Uh, there's evening and morning the fifth day. That's verse 23. Verse 24, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kind. So we have land animals uh, here on uh, the sixth day. And then we get to verse 26, and it's different. It is. And let's
1: hold that one for a second. Yeah. But as we look at the way that this has been revealed, again, lyrically, beautifully, day by day. There's some things I think we should talk through. Um, one, you have the repetition of evening and morning, the first day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are you able to summarize views that are out there? <laughs> I didn't do my
0: research. No, and I didn't question it,
1: yeah. but like, what are the some I'm views I'm just of, understanding the... the right, because, creation, and I'm not right. talking about evolution. I'm yeah, not yeah, talking about right. those who are just outside the pale of right.
0: the I don't care what Jesus wants yeah. to say. Yeah, but people have actually take the Bible seriously. Yeah. Right, or as the Word of God. Uh, yeah, so I mean, some some would say, look at this and say, well, on the face of it, it is pretty clearly these are days, like we know days, right? It is a 24-hour day, um, and so that's what we see in these six days. God takes these six regular days, and he does this. Uh, there's another view that would look at the use of day here and think that, well, day isn't necessarily 24 hours, but a time period or an age. And so God did this, and it's, so it's still conveying order, but the time constraint isn't as tight as the right and then you would you would take these and say one is the younger earth view typically right.
1: the 24-hour day creation yeah. right and the other is if this epoch view or the day age theory yeah then we could have what science has said about an earth that's bajillions of years old yeah could fit with the Genesis one account yeah or Genesis one account yeah could fit with it how are you writing right. that um, I think it's easy just to for time sake just go ahead and say I'm a
0: 24-hour yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, our our, our churches, yeah. right, and we believe that that's what. Yeah, for one, it's and, consistent
0: with the words, and, and kind of snarkily, uh, the young Earth people were like, "It's actually an old Earth. <laughs> it's just young compared to billions of years, but it's actually the oldest thing, you know, in that regard." Right. right. So just it's it still kind of the oldest thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, humor humor on a Wednesday afternoon. That's you know. right. uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would agree with that too. I think that that makes the most sense of this. Um, I'll throw in another third option here. Okay, go ahead. Throw through another. Um, is we... is what's called the framework view, and that really emphasizes the poetic nature of Genesis one, and sees how days one to three match up with days four to six pretty well, and basically says that God puts the frame in day in days one to three, and then He fills in the frames in days four to six. Um, And so as an example of that, right, verse 3, God makes light. That's day 1. But then if we jump down to verse 14, we see this emphasis of light again, right? God making the sun, the moon, the stars, and so he's filling in that frame. So uh, I think that the the framework view, uh, which I had a professor who understands it that way, and he takes the Bible seriously authoritatively, I think they do a good job of link. Like, they see some of those links, which is actually really helpful. Um, I don't that's not my view but you know yeah. I think that they there's some helpful insights right from that so
1: well and I think there's some weaknesses in the day actually, <clears> uh, <throat> one of which is is this is a historical book mm-hmm. and evening and morning is attached to the word day yeah each time right and evening and morning are describing a 24-hour period of time yeah granted the evening and morning are described before the sun is actually
0: <laughs> yeah. created yeah so, and I'm like I'm like, I don't know how to answer that. But I neither. I'm, just, I'm okay with that.
1: But but as far as the audience in all generations, evening and morning indicates a single 24-hour period of time. Yeah. yeah. Secondarily, one of the struggles I've always had when I was in seminary and the day-age theory was being discussed is this thought that, well, how does photosynthesis work? Uh-huh. I mean, how do some uh-huh. of these... You're talking ages of time without... Right. You know... Plants can't grow. You, you just don't have... I'm, I'm just kind of losing my frame of thought. But there's, to me, the, the consistency of the wording. To me, the recognition that I believe God created the earth in 24-hour periods of time, mm-hmm. as described here, but with the appearance of age or yeah. the reality of age, yeah. it's probably where I land yeah. to say there's going to be some form of methodology is going to say something's way older than we yeah. think it is. That yeah. tree is, yeah. or this is, well... But it, God didn't form everything as an embryo and a right. seed. Right, right. I think he formed things with the appearance of maturity. Yeah. And the reality of maturity set yeah. in motion because yeah. of the life that was then immediately... You know, right, and, and if, you know,
0: I, I know with kids, I mean, I've had this conversation before well, when God made Adam and Eve, were they infants? Or, like, how old were they? And it, right. I think, naturally... At least I would think that they're not infants. Like they've got to be some level of adult, you know, just to survive. I mean, you know, we're not told that. But and then the other example I've thought of is like with the sun and light from the sun. We know, you know, how long it takes light from the sun to reach, you know, all this stuff. But and for us to see the stars, that light has to travel from the stars to here. We understand that now. And so like for God to create things in with age. Yes. Right? Like. It, it, just, it, it, in it, it fits, or, yeah. and it's not odd. I mean, it actually just makes sense that he would do that. He's, he's bringing order, so he's going to put things together. He's not and bound by time. Doing, you know. he's not,
1: right. I mean, none of those things bind him. Right. He can see everything from the beginning to the end in the same moment. And I think it's important that the Scripture reveal that God is a God who created all things out of nothing by but a word. Yeah,
0: so yeah that that's When good. it
1: really comes down to the theory of what does the age <clears> of <throat> the earth and Genesis 1, how does it all connect? The scripture are abundantly clear. God reveals, He speaks and it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Just bam. Also in our state of the Holy Spirit speaking into our heart to give us faith. It's just boom, it happens. Yeah. Where we we're converted and there's new life that's given where there wasn't life before. Yeah. So you have a God of Revelation who speaks and ex nihilo. Out of yeah. nothing, yeah. creation happens. I think that's very consistent here. Um, the other thing that's important, maybe we can go to the to the ultimate mm-hmm. uh beautiful creation of man in the image of God is I think it's important to say that w- when there are individuals who subscribe to a biblical grid but say I'm, I'm all about the day age theory if it's so that you can try to justify that Genesis 1 can fit with some evolutionary view of reality I think that's bogus mm-hmm. and it's not possible yeah. yeah. for according to the scriptures God created male and he created yeah. man yeah, he spoke man into existence. He did not not create yeah. man, and man evolved into man.
0: Right, and, and so, this is yeah. And I'm gonna link that um, when we get look at verse 11 when he makes vegetation. It says each according to its kind. Right, and then when we get to verse 21, uh, great sea creatures each according to its to their kinds. Uh, we see this uh, verse 24 uh, with. The uh, livestock and creeping things according to their kinds. So as God makes animals, he makes them according to their kinds. Like there's, again, just to use that word order again, he's He's making things with order. And so like for us, we know that a bear is not a caterpillar, right? right. My two-year-old child knows that those two things are different kinds. Be
1: careful. Of there's animals. a lot of things a two-year-old child knows that our culture and society now
0: <laughs> well, I, it was are trained. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I digress. But.
1: Actually, I don't because it's in
0: Genesis 1, Yeah, we're going to go in a second. But But I think, like, noticing that, right, where there's this drumbeat throughout Genesis each day, according to its kind, according to its kind, according to its kind. We get to verse 26. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Yeah, well. Like, utter contrast. Yeah. It's completely different. And so, right, any evolutionary theory that wants to link humanity... To anything else in creation. Yes, I see what you're saying. Misses this. Because see, I was taking what you were saying where you're showing
1: according to our kind, according to their kind, according to their kind. Well, God basically says I'm gonna make man according to my kind. Yeah. I yeah. mean, which we're not yeah. gods, so I'm not saying that. But that's but totally yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. That's super. Yeah. Great observation. And so God created man in his own image. In his in, in the image of God he created them male and female, mm-hmm. he created
0: them. Back to your comment.
1: Yeah, verse twenty-seven. So yeah, AJ just said a two-year-old can tell a bear is not a caterpillar. They're different kinds. Yeah. Well, again, we're a Bible-believing conservative church. Yeah. And I should just say Bible-believing. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. But this is our. We warrior. believe that yeah.
1: God has created us in His image, male yeah. and female. He yeah. created us with that one significant. Cess the difference? The
0: distinction. distinction. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think, just to use two D words, not on purpose, but we see the distinction of male and female, but the dignity of male and female, and at different people or different times the, in the, history, yes. one of those can get lost to the other, but we see male and female have the same dignity. Okay. I'm going to press timeout out, because yeah. that,
1: that's super helpful,
0: at different times in history,
1: the distinction or the dignity yeah. has been dismissed or lost. Yeah, right. Can you unpack that? I like that. <laughs> I think I know what you're saying. I don't know about examples,
0: but yeah. I mean, I think we can all think of whether it's an individual or a story or just a time in history where uh, I think most. I mean, most of the stories we hear about, at least in my mind, are where masculinity has trumped femininity. So you right? have to, you to you be have a man presumed, is to be better than yes. to be a woman. You have um, wrongly presumed.
1: Inequality as far as not honoring male and female. Yeah, we can
0: say the the dignity piece is lost, right? That's there's there's more dignity to be a man than a woman. Now, I can also think of other conversations that go the opposite way. Where and we can think of feminism, or at least some strands of feminism in the last hundred years, where to be a woman is actually more has more dignity than to be a man. Or we can think about our current day and age with transgenderism where I mean that that whole distinction has been broken down. Um, so again, we need the distinction, but we also need right. Equal so dignity. I
1: think what I'm hearing you say is, at times in history, even in modern history, we yeah. have seen the dignity of male and female not be honored according to Genesis one. Yes. And right now, we're dealing with what I would say is kind of both sides of this right. struggle. But for sure, we're seeing the distinction between uh-huh. male and female being dishonored. Yeah. And Genesis one holds those two incredibly important things that yeah. male and female are both distinct and dignified because they're both. From the design of God for His glory in the likeness of God, yeah. male and female. Yeah. So yeah. you have this right here in Genesis. Uh, there is no place in the Bible for an evolutionary grid that says man came from the kind of, a, of right, another. Right of another. Yep. And I mean, it's just not biblically
0: allowable. Yeah. 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 And uh, if we go on verse you know 28, God blesses them, and then God says to them, and He He gives them this command, this mission, right? Be Fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. Now, for those of you who, and if you read ahead or as you march along with this, this phrase "be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth," we're going to see that occur throughout Genesis, throughout the Old Testament, really throughout Scripture. I mean, you you can jump to the Great Commission, which sounds actually very similar to what we see here in the initial command given to Adam and Eve. Uh, But that's God's intention, and and God. I think it's it is very helpful to notice in verse twenty the first thing. God does is God blesses them. Like again, the the goodness of this chapter, the goodness of our God, the goodness of His relationship with His creation is emphasized throughout this chapter. Then He gives us dominion; and we're to to be His His vice kings, His stewards who rule over this <laughs> world He's made in His uh, not in His place, in His on His behalf. Yeah, right. We're, we're to do this for Him. Verse 29, he's given us things, right? I want you to rule over this for my glory. I'm going to give you these things. You will be provided for. I'm going to bless you in the end of verse 30. And it was so. And then verse 31, God saw everything that he had made. Behold, it was very good. So again, that that drumbeat throughout Genesis, of or throughout Genesis 1 is it was good, it was good, it was good, it was good, it was good. It was, good. It was very good. So the, the totality of creation. With all of all the creatures, and then now God's vice kings, ruling in his under him, yeah. is very good.
1: Yeah, and I, we can we're going to go to verse three of chapter two, and let's talk about the seventh day in a moment. But maybe this is a good space to just say, I think we need to recover the very goodness mm-hmm. of the biblical presentation of creation. Yeah, um, maybe I've said it this way in the past you know we're we're obviously a people who believe the gospel is the substitutionary atonement of Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins. The 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 basic tenets of the gospel Paul writes about in 1st Corinthians 15, right? The first uh, first importance is Christ came, he suffered, he died, he rose from the dead for our salvation. He paid the wrath of God so this is justification by faith. Yeah. That's what we spend a lot of time thinking of as the gospel. But I think we need to recover the gospel of God's good design. Yeah. Yeah. That has been marred by sin. Yeah. And if we don't think about the gospel as stretching, really, the, the goodness of God's whole story set from motion in, in eternity, we're not equipped to battle a world around us that is actually, thinks it's foolish, as Paul says they will in 1 Corinthians. Yeah. Think you think we're, we're just not at all interested in the theories of science that have proven religion to be not needed or religion not to be true? And yet, we're called as a church to say, no, there's such a very goodness to the fact that I believe I'm made with dignity in the image of God. Yeah. There's such a very goodness to the fact that God has given man dominion and gave a creation Uh mandate to multiply and to have dominion as his vice regents. There's a goodness to that. Now, sin has messed it all up. Yeah. But part of what we experience in redemption is a recovery of not just our identity, but a recovery of the good design. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And an That's anticipation good. of the new creation, which is going to be everything made right. Yeah. Um, and I think if we don't have a bit, an ability to see the very goodness of creation as part of the big gospel story, mm-hmm. we will not be as mm-hmm. equipped as we should be to address a world that is going to mock. Yeah. And totally does mock. Yeah. Some of the very things embedded in creation, according
0: to the word. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember your sermon on that from First Corinthians something, but talked about. <laughs> Us being you call us to be creational evangelists and just I mean that that phrase uh, has stuck with me but I think that's true and um, I and mean, part of that is like this is the foundation and one of the things I keep mentioning and we keep emphasizing is right it's good and if, if we we have to see that the foundation the beginning is good right before sin and we're gonna get to sin <laughs> we hit it really hard in two weeks but right now there's no sin there's no evil it's all just Good. Everything that God made was good, and we can't let go of that. It's not, um, you know, sometimes we'll talk about that right, we need to uh, be unified on the gospel, and the, the, the core. Right. And we need to have a little bit of um, leniency or just, you know, be willing to... There's the essentials and non-essentials. Thank right? you. Yeah. Um, but, like, the goodness of creation, the godness of God prior to creation, these things are not non-negotiable. No. These are non-negotiables. Um, we've got to cling to this and hold to this because if we lose the goodness of creation, then there is no gospel. Right. Yes. You know, and and throughout Scripture, redemption is so often told in terms of recreation. Right. We are recreated in God's image. Right? If we go look at Ephesians four and Colossians three, it says that we are made in Christ after, or we're remade in Christ after the image of God in yeah. true righteousness and holiness. And that's linking back right here to what we just read. When you and I did the Biblical Anthropology
1: Equip seminar, I
0: don't
1: know how many months ago, I guess it was last spring. Yeah. Um, I think we did lean into this when we were talking about our world that wants other distinctions to separate us. Yeah. yeah. And we'll talk about this more in the fall when we get there, but I think it's important to say the only distinction among humanity at creation according to the biblical account Mm -hmm. Is male and female. Yeah, and so you'll hear us as a church and say it over and over. I think that we we believe we're there's one race in Adam. Yeah, right. Yeah. and then you're either in Adam or you're in Christ. Yeah, according to what Paul would write. Yeah, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about that, but I think it is important as we're looking here Genesis one to say the only distinction that the Bible emphasizes as reflecting the beauty of God's image uh, of us being created in His image is male and female. So we live in a world that wants us to dismiss that distinction. Yeah. And I was reading about some content this morning, describing the history of the transgenderism discussion and just how much work has gone on since so really the 70s in both the UK as well as in America, to say, no, it's, it's not supposed to be assumed it's only natural to be male or female. Mm-hmm. Like those are constructed human categories. Mm-hmm. I think we as a church need to say, no, actually, it's not constructed human categories there's a reason that human biology as well as creational biology yeah, I guess right you say, right uh, evidences to genders yeah yeah and I think we should just celebrate the beauty of it yeah and, yeah. and not be angry and certainly not be disrespectful but there's value and beauty in upholding how God has made us yeah it reflects it was good his glory. it <laughs> yeah. was very good it was very good yeah and it in reflects way. his glory and so i do feel that in a world right now that wants us to divide be divided yeah. over every different conceivable division possible yeah for us to say that that creation before the end of the world the only distinctions we see are male or female
0: yeah yeah and then you could think of kind of the second temptation if uh if we hold to that distinction what's the next temptation coming is To introduce some sort of gradation between that in that distinction, but we see no, the dignity is the same, that's right. Like, so we, we got a whole distinction without gradation of dignity, and uh, you know, it's easy to fall off the horse one way or the other. There
1: is this like our 70th podcast or something?
0: I don't know, it's 70 something. You just use the word
1: gradation for the first time in a podcast. <laughs> I just want to congratulate, you. We're, we're
0: going to use five dollar words in this season. Five. Oh, a plethora of say. $5 words will be used. You know, this.
1: I want to use penultimate. <laughs> I almost did. I almost said, let's look at the penultimate. AJ has taught me that the word penultimate means second to last. Second, or second to greatest. Yeah. Which I so, didn't
0: know until I had to look it up. So well, I've gotten it wrong clarify, in public
1: for many years of my life. It yeah. doesn't
0: mean the greatest thing. So it's, it's bad when you say Jesus is the penultimate. Something, something, something. No, don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. Uh, okay, so, so let's end that. Up. The
1: penultimate day of creation was the creation of man, male and female. (laughs) Because the final day of creation. Good job. Is chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. And it's
0: the day of rest. Right. The Lord does not create anything. Yeah. So everything was finished. God's already done. And He blessed the seventh day. He makes it holy. He rested from all His work that He had done in creation. So, you got it? Any thoughts? No, in fact,
1: maybe, I know we said we're going to mostly do chapter two next podcast, but maybe we can start with that because it'd be good to just have a small reflection on the importance of Sabbath rest. Um, And we don't need to necessarily go too far in it, but I think it would just be good for us to handle that separately because there is a boatload of value in seeing the seventh day as a critical part of the creational Design yeah. um, story yeah. Yeah. that we are supposed to see our newly created life, yeah. be mirrored by, yeah. or we mirror it. Yeah. So that's we good. can spend time on that next
0: time. That's perfect. Okay. Any last thoughts before we close out? No,
1: I think just telling those who are listening that while sin is sought to mar the beauty and the good, like you've been made very good, yeah. We've been made to reflect the very goodness of God, and I hope that that's felt today. And <laughs> the
0: Yeah, and I'll, let me jump on that real quick with a very quick thought. I had a seminary professor do this from Psalm 8. Um, Psalm 8 really reflects on this idea that we're made in God's image. Uh, he even talks about dominion in verse 6 of Psalm 8. and just talks about the, the glory with which God has made us His people because we are in His image. And the point he made, or the application point he brought home was Especially us in the reform camp. Sometimes we can be so um, strong in defending depravity. Because a lot of people right, around us want to say that
1: man's man is good and there, there is no sin. Good, yeah. right? Sure.
0: But he said sometimes we can be so strong in defending that that we oversell it. Uh-huh. And, or maybe not oversell that, but we undersell yes. <laughs> the other side. And that's, that's what's in chapter 1. That's what's in Psalm 8. Yeah, just as you said it, I think that's a very helpful thing for us to know—that you, person of God, and it's, i mean, this would be whether you're a Christian or not. That's right. You are made in God's image with glory, with dignity, with beauty, with intention, uniquely, unique. But, yeah, you know, Psalm one thirty nine. Yeah. So, and that's we need to we need to remember that personally. We need to remember it about others. You know, our kids need to know that as we're raising them. I mean, that we we need to know that. Yeah. So enjoy
1: breathing and walking and being today because what the scriptures are saying is that's only a result of the very goodness of God. So, just good. Yeah. Have a great rest of your week. Until next time.